0: Hello, everybody. This is Peter Armand Grant with another edition of the Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, synthesize, criticize, metabolize, and sometimes circumcise what passes for news these days. Why grapefruit? Because we originate in the red grapefruit capital of the world, right here on the Treasure Coast, Indian River County. We're sweet and sour, just like the best grapefruit. Sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's offering is called the election erection, just fresh off the primary in New Hampshire. All our attention is erect. The antennas are erect. We're paying more attention. Some people's hair was on fire. I was watching CNN last night as it was coming in. MSNBC, CNN, and there were all the negatories there say so it's it's only five percent. He's only up five points. He's she's only she's only losing by seven points. Huh? Well, it was eleven and a half points by the end of the night, and Nikki's got a road to, to go. go—a long road to go, or a row to hoe, a long row. That's farmer talk. A row to hoe. So it looks like uh, Mr. Trump's on his way. So I've been looking at the Washington Post today, New York Times today, and their hair is on fire. They just can't believe. They can't believe that it's been done twice. I don't think it's been done in seventy years. Where the primary Republican primary has been won by one person, Iowa and New Hampshire. So on to South Carolina, and Nikki's home turf. Doesn't look good there either. <laughs> no, since just the other senator in the in the, in the uh, state just supported Trump. Yeah, so she's got a long road and a long row to hoe. CNN single digits really. That's in a place where if Dems registered before October, they were saying that the Dems didn't vote in this. No, but Dems can register as independents as of October, so they could vote in the primary. So, how many votes from Democrats, let alone independents, went to Nikki? So, the independents, they could vote. They go back to Democrats for for the general. Well, we have Sleepy Joe in trouble, too. So, it was kind of rewarding, kind of a re- re- rewarding night. And it's also to reward hard workers. This came back from Tallahassee, capital of Florida, in the Capitol building. And we walk in to see all the different event, uh, lobbyists, the people who are trying to get bills passed, uh, trying people, people trying to support the bills that they want passed. So we walk in there, and there's a table full of uh, bring prayer back to school. And then we have uh, stop... Banning the books, stop burning the books, people. Saw so a drag queen there. She's, she she must have been 6'8", 6'8", with a bouffant, over seven foot, uh, lobbying for something. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I really couldn't tell. But I'm looking at the the bill tracker. Our group uh, election integrity group, Republican caucus, the the hardcore of Republicans in Tallahassee. So their legislative session has a bill tracker. This is the work that needs to be done. work that needs to be done is to go to your state capital. This may be reaching uh, the Philippines. But if you're going to affect any elections, you need to go there in person. Show your face. You don't have to shave. Just go. Get your face in there. Or write letters. We talked about writing handwritten letters. Handwritten letters. Not no email up there. So here's the, some of the election integrity bills that are going on in Tallahassee. This one is by Representative Borrero. He requires a law enforcement officer to transport ballot boxes or ballot transfer containers from a supervisor of elections to a precinct and requires that all ballot boxes and ballot transfer containers be always supervised by a law enforcement officer. Not those two gals in the middle of the night in Georgia opening up other boxes called chain of custody. Here's Re- Representative Jacques, Jacques, Representative Jacques from, where is he from? Lee County? Voting systems, it gives the Board of County Commissioners the option to count ballots by hand at the precinct level. What's wrong with that? A precinct level. Precinct level. So you may have two or 3,000 votes in the precinct level. That's doable. Instead of having it go through another machine. Another machine that might be made in China. As a matter of fact, part of Jacques' bill contains that the Department of State should not approve voting systems from foreign countries and voting system programs, softwares. They must be made in the United States. Excellent bill. Excellent bill. This is Gossett Seidman. What does she do? Uh, prevents party affiliation changes from occurring without the knowledge of the voter and places special emphasis on registration or update of registration at the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. And this is where voter registration starts, great is at the Department of Motor Vehicles. So you need to clamp down on the ID and make sure that the citizenship the citizenship box in Florida is not only checked, but ascertained. Somebody else did this, too. This is uh, Angolia. Ah, great great guy. Senator Angolia in Florida. This bill would bar Florida from using any foreign voting system and requires the county canvassing board to conduct a manual count. Here we go. In certain precincts. Okay, that's good. How about Gruters Forms of identification. Uh, citizenship requirements. Here's another one. Um, This is Gruters. This bill revises the information that the uniform statewide voter registration application must be designed to elicit from an applicant and must contain, requires uh, 1602, requires the Department of State and Supervisors of Elections to verify certain information, like citizenship, relating to citizenship status, and requires certain voter registration applicants who have not previously voted in the state to provide certain identification before voting. Not your cable, cable television bill from Paraguay. We need more than that people, 10 million people coming across the border. You think we need to ascertain and verify their citizenship? Mr. Roth, here's Roth. This bill requires the Department of State to adopt rules relating to election security and to create certain manuals. Okay, this bill provides requirements for printed ballots and voter certification envelopes and requires retention of materials and audits. In other words, you can't have phony ballots, phony envelopes, phony signatures, signature verification. So there's a few more. Some of them will make it. Some of them won't. But um, the work, the work is being done up in Tallahassee, we can tell you that. There's also nefarious work being done on the other side. Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch has been suing for voter rolls to be purged and doing well. In L.A. County, they've got a million and a half names purged from the voter rolls. It's happening in Michigan, Wisconsin. A lot of the battleground states were, were Purging some of these roles. So these are part of the laws that are going on in other states. But here's a watchdog, a watchdog in the media column from Judicial Watch. Uh, let's see, here it is. This is Cheryl Atkinson's version. Cheryl Atkinson, if you want to know how you can justify the words baseless claim, or when they call it the big lie, and you want to debunk or reject, repel, rebut, rebut that asinine criticism, that the election was not stolen in 2020. We have more people now than ever. By the way, all the polls that I see, there are more people now that believe that the elections of 2020 were not valid. Not valid. And so the Democrats, oh, you're part of the cult. The cult is growing. This is a cult that has a secret handshake, and they all wear capes in the middle of the night, and they're burning crosses, these people, the Republicans. So here's Cheryl Atkinson. In December of 2022, independent journalist Michael Schellenberger revealed a shocking Twitter files email. Remember when uh, Musk took over Twitter? This is about that time. It indicated the FBI paid Twitter $3.5 million in taxpayer money as reimbursement for the time spent processing requests from the FBI. From October 2019 to February 2021. Let me summarize that for you, Grapefruiters. The FBI is paying Twitter to either suppress or to promote information. So when we start talking about the weaponization of the government institutions, like the FBI, here's the stuff, here's the dupe. After buying Twitter, new owner Elon Musk released numerous internal documents showing the social media company working behind the scenes with the government to censor people, groups, and ideas. The censorship had a pro-pharmaceutical industry and left-leaning slant. This is the FBI. FBI's FBI is paying Twitter, media. They're paying media. WAPO, are you listening? Is there anybody here from the New York Times listening? The FBI could be paying you. Should get on the gravy train, media. Judicial Watch has now filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the Department of Justice to obtain FBI payment records. The FBI failed to lawfully respond to the Watchdog Group's original FOIA request, the FOIA, for the information in December of 22. In January 23... The letter, the FBI claimed that it could neither confirm nor deny the existence of records responsive to your request pursuant to FOIA exemption, which refers to investigation techniques. In other words, we have Cheryl Atkinson and the people from Judicial Watch requesting information from the FBI to say, how much money did you spend on Twitter? That's just Twitter. That's not Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. According to schneller Shen- report, an email dated February 10th, 2021, showed a Twitter employee telling then Twitter deputy general counsel Jim Baker, former controversial FBI general counsel. Do you remember FBI, uh, Jim Baker? Jim Baker was the guy who told uh, McCabe uh, and the people who were applying for the FISA, the FISA action against Trump. And Jim Baker said, "Yeah, that's that's pretty good." He was he was the legal counsel for for the federal government and the FISA. Agency, the FISA, federal investigators. So they okayed the investigation of Trump. This is the beginning of the Russia hoax. Jim Baker, and he was wetting his pants during some of his testimony in the Senate. By the way, he was, you can see the, the leaks dripping on the floor. Jim Baker, former controversial FBI general counsel and then general counsel Sean Edget quote: "He said we have collected three million four hundred fifteen thousand three hundred twenty-three dollars since October two thousand nineteen from." The FBI. Do you get that, Grapefruiters? So, when we say there's good work being done in Tallahassee, we have the evil on the other side still alive. The FBI. The FBI is paying media to suppress Trump success and to push out the negative stories like the cult. The cult is alive and well. This is from um, The Federalist. Listen to this one. Do you remember, I, I wrote a couple of ones before about the NGOs and the people who are allowing um, well, a, lot of, a lot of money and support and financial backing for well, the border crossers, all the NGOs. The NGOs are out there suppressing, uh, suppressing democracy. These are the ones that are suppressing democracy. These are the people who are paying money to courts in, as I was like, say, Denver and, uh, and Maine, trying to tr- get Trump off the ballot. They have lobbyists doing this. So here it is. Um, the CTCL. This is when Zuckerberg Chan, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which paid all this money to people like this two gals down in Georgia in the middle of the night transferring boxes of whatever they were, dangling uh, little little computer chips all over the place, and uh, thumb drives. You know, And Trump called him out on it. And he's going to get excoriated for that. So on Wednesday... This is an article by William Doyle from The Federalist. On Wednesday, in an email sent to a network of election officials and nonprofit organizations, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, this is a group sponsored by Zuckerberg, who last time out spent $430 million to affect the elections of 2020. People who say that was a baseless claim. Chan Zuckerberg announced it would begin efforts to facilitate applications to a massive federal government grant program administered by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, this program could potentially funnel more than $700 million. remember last time it was 430, <coughs> now it's $700 million to election offices, boards of election, supervisors of elections, during the 2024 elections under the auspices of CTCL and their partners in the nonprofit world of left-wing election activism. These are the NGOs, people. CTCL, again, Center for Tech and Civic Life, Zuckerberg, is the organization that funneled hundreds of millions into the key election offices to increase Democrat turnout in the 2020 election. They surreptitiously absconded with voter rolls and were allowed to go to people's houses knowing that they hadn't voted yet. These people didn't have the they hadn't voted in a while. And so there are knocks on the door. These people are paid, paid a lot of money. And people are testifying now. I've seen testify, testimony on a lot of the news sources where these people are sitting down and confessing how much money they got. And nobody investigated. How did all those new sailboats show up in uh, Virginia? How do these new cars all of a sudden appear in the workers' driveways in Michigan, in Philadelphia? Where do they get this money from? No one cares on the left. FBI won't go after them. CTCL, its regular e-newsletter sent to thousands of election officials who are part of its network that will host a webinar on January 25th, that's just right around the corner, to assist those officials in applying for FEMA's 2024 Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities, the BRIC grant program. This grant program, people, is now saying that the federal government is going to support These people from CTCL, it's not Zuckerberg's money now. It's federal money. It's Joe Biden's money that came from your taxpayers that are now going to do the civic life work of affecting the elections in 2024. Buying people, buying activists, buying supervisors of elections, buying door knockers and people who are going to be in the middle of the night collecting ballots, wherever they can collect them. You think ballot harvesting is over? No, CTCL is now going to get money. From the federal government to affect the twenty twenty four elections. So let's take a look at some of the media reaction. I love the Washington Post. She got a she got a job there. They don't take conservatives. Holy total left. Total left operation. So I go on there just to throw some sand in the wheels of the of the reporting and comment on some of the crazy articles they have. This one is how about looking at Trump and his convictions how are these people going to vote for somebody convicted of all these crimes so i wrote a little a little letter here you'll hear the comments this is this is my uh, my handle well someday we'll tell you what it is but it's on there the cult my words the cult of 75 million plus trump voters love it when your outrage catches your hair on fire more people now than ever before feel trump was ripped off in 2020 and now it's time for the big payback and that's only in mild and meek New Hampshire. So some of the responses I get, this is typical. New Hampshire has always been the embarrassment of New England. So they go on. They think that's a great rebuttal. But some other thing there. Somebody leave the light on. Most New Hampshire GOP primary voters say Trump fit for presidency, even if convicted. Explain then why 45% voted against him. Up there. i will already explain some of that. The Dems could vote for him in New Hampshire. But he won Iowa too? Never happened before. Never happened. Haven't happened that in 40 years. Whenever. He won Iowa and New Hampshire. It's not a cult, say, members of a group following, willing to follow dear leader no matter what. So I, the definition of a cult is a small group of sinister people following loyally a strange thing or person. So you'd have to think that Trump is strange. Of course, these people think Trump is strange. So here's another. Here's Charred V. This is, this is the comments of the of section in the Washington Post. As a result of the elections. His falsehoods haven't taken root. They've mes- metastasized. Meaning getting bigger. Falsehoods have metastasized. Only the nation's voters, not the relative handful of caucus voters in two states, can excise this particular cancer from the body politic. How about this one? Here's a person named Defender of the Faithless. The cesspool that is the GOP has a responsibility and obligation to tell their voters that, hey, we've had President Biden in office for three years and he was confirmed, confirmed the winner of the election. He was sworn into office. This is the real news, not Fox or any of those other right wing conspiracy generators. Trump is a liar. These people know Trump is lying. They think this lying, adultery committing, gift grifting, corrupt Cheeto head is their hero. The GOP coddles these folks because they'd rather sell millions of deeds to the Brooklyn Bridge rather than admit it's an obvious scam to sell them. Fleece the rubes should be the GOP's motto. This is Defender of the Faithless. Oh, she continues. If you have to lie, cheat, and steal to get votes, you don't deserve them. Keeping their people in the fog is evil and wrong. Only one party in this country is a serious asset in the campaign of democracy. It's the Democrat Party. And Foggier Bottom, that's an interesting name. Foggy Bottom is where the... Uh, the CIA is, right? The secret National Institute of uh, Intelligences. And Bottom says, well, crush the GQP losers like grapes in the fall. Bury them. GQ as in QAnon. They they love this Q thing. The QAnon thing. Well, we'll, we'll crush the GQP losers. All right. Let me hear what Kathy W61 says. I live just over the border from New Hampshire in Mass., While Governor Chris Sununu was touting Haley and the media was publishing, oh, she can beat Trump, I saw nothing but very large Trump posters and banners everywhere I went in the state. I'm not surprised at this outcome. It's too bad for the GOP because they will lose the election to Biden again by deliberately not electing a candidate that independents will vote for. 40% of independents voted for Trump in New Hampshire. A large percentage of votes for Haley were from independent voters, disguising themselves from the Democrats. They're putting a an independent wolf skin over their Democratic uniform. At least that's my hope, Kathy says. We really can't survive another four years of Trump, especially since in his second term, he would be a free agent with no thought of re-election. Ooh, he might have some vengeance coming. That's possible. So the quote, would he be fit to serve as a president? That's the title of this article. The would he be fit to serve as president numbers are only interesting if you ask the same voters whether Biden is currently fit to serve. Aha. If, as I assume, almost all of them say Biden isn't, then pretty much all of these voters are still going to pick Trump as the lesser of two evils. And here's, let me see a reply to this one. Delaware, cute name, Delaware. She's, this is your moniker on the comment section. Well, duh, if you ask the same voters who think Trump is fit to serve, even if he's convicted of a felony, let alone 91 of them, whether they think the same rules apply to Biden, why on earth would you think they'd say yes? These people would vote for Trump if he literally got caught red-handed shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. What utter nonsense. Okay. So we get a feel for the enemy. Get a feel for the good guys. We want to make sure that your election erection continues. Stay plugged in. Stay tuned. Keep the antenna up. And whenever you get a chance, share the Grapefruit Agenda. This is Pete Norman Grant. Until we meet again with the Grapefruit Agenda.